What's up, what's good? It's that boy EJ, and you are now tuned in to Major Noise, where we get into interviews and all kind of fun stuff. So make sure you keep it high, keep it locked right here on Major Noise with your host, that boy EJ. Be, Be lit with passion. Let's, Let's get it to it. You bring the noise and we make it major. What's up, what's good? It's that boy EJ and I have a very special guest with me. I got King Easy hailing from Raleigh, North Carolina. How you living, man? Oh, I'm living cool, man. By the way, my name is King Easy and you can follow me on Instagram at official King Easy on all social platforms, King Easy. And replace that S with a dollar sign because we all about that money, right? That's a fact, that's a fact, man. So tell me about when you got started in your music career. Um, I got started, man, honestly, uh, straightforward, two years ago. Um, I had a love for music since I was about 12, man. I learned I, I can play the piano and shit. So mm -hmm. it was um, it was evident that I had some type of love, you feel me? Because I could hear a song and I can go straight to the keyboard and just like find the key that it's in and just play with it until I figure out you know what I'm saying? Since I was 12 years old, so obviously there was something in me and people saw that, you know, and um, I just started taking it serious. Like in school, like in my free time, I would sit in class and, um, you know, when I would finish my work, I would finish, I would start writing. You know, I, I figured out I can rap. I could piece words together and create a story that I actually been through in life, you know, and that that's an amazing feeling to be able to tell my story and obviously, um, help somebody get through it that's going through the same situation. It's talent, bro. Definitely, definitely, man. That's not easy at all to be able to actually story tell. A lot of rappers, uh, and sometimes they make it a lot very, very mainstream, but they're not telling a story, you know what I'm right. saying? It's not, it's not verbal poetry, it's kind of just in rhyme, in rhyme, in rhyme, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So it's definitely cool to be able to take people on a journey and kind of maneuver them through, especially when it's something that's been in your own life. Yeah, so I definitely sure. shout out, I like that a lot. So I seen you producing, I seen you behind, you know, not just rapping, but I seen you behind the board, in the studio, I mean, editing, doing all this stuff, you like an engineer, you're all in one pack, it seems like. So tell me about that. Um, literally, man, the reason I became an engineer, honestly, uh, COVID hit, man, and I was just like, the way they advertised it every day was just super scary, bro. Like, you could literally walk outside and breathe that shit and you, you can possibly die no matter what age you are. So I took that and I'm like, you know what, man, I'm not going to no studio behind somebody else spitting in the microphone, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to invest and get my own stuff and actually sit down and learn how to do this stuff so it can sound good because I was already doing music but it was like the the quality that I was going, getting was like, it, it set a standard, you know what I'm saying? To the point where I have to, I, I can't put out nothing less out of having my own equipment. It has to be radio sound quality, you know what I'm saying? It has to be, um, because otherwise it'll be a disappointment, you know what I'm saying? To, my, to people that follow me and to myself, you know? So um, yeah, man, uh, engineering uh, that I became, very talented at it because I sat down and I I, had, I bought books, you know, um, I invested in the right equipment, I invested in the right software, um, you know, and thousands of dollars, bro, like literally thousands of dollars, man. Get sacrifice, you know that. Sacrifice, man. But I've made it back, though, crazy already, man, through doing sessions for other artists, you know, and I love helping other people get their sound right, you know, it feels good, you know, because they go brag about it, like, yo, check this out. You remember the last one? Like, this this, this different right here. Like, I went to easy, you know what I'm saying? Like, That's it awesome. feels good, man, for real. And people recommending me on social media, you know, that it just feels good. And shout out to everybody helping me out with that too, man, because you bringing in some money, man. People really fucking with me. That's what's up. So not only did you help yourself, but now you're able to help others. Because a lot of people talk about the pandemic as like, oh, it's so bad and this, this, and that. And for a lot of people, it was. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of people that are, that are entrepreneurial or decided to just do their own thing or take matters into their own hands, the, the pandemic was one of the best things that ever happened. So um, it's really cool that you got to kind of take that and, and run with it and use that. Because not everybody, you, you started saying like, COVID is the reason why I'm at this point right now, in a way. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really, really cool to touch on because a lot of people look at it as as the worst thing because COVID is the reason why I'm sitting here next to you right now. Yeah. So I definitely yeah. relate with that message. So what new songs do you have coming out? Actually, I got a whole album about to come out. That's man. right. Um, 
it's been a minute, dude. Like honestly, I I have all this good music backed up. And last year, um, 2021, I was just so focused on becoming the best engineer that I could possibly be. You know, anything that I do, I want to be the best. Like I want to get myself to where I'm excellent at it. You know, and you know, the fact that it all just came together so well is just like, uh, it's just surreal to me. You know what I'm saying? And um, just having the the you know the backup you know from my family, my peers, uh, the people with um, within Major Noise itself, you know, just having that backing and confidence, and um, it's giving me confidence to be able to do uh, you know to excel you know in other ways, you know, outside of just being an engineer, outside of just being an artist, you know, finding out other things that I actually would actually enjoy doing and love doing, um, you know, so. Not sure if that answered your question. So with that, with that album coming out, what kind of vibe can we expect? Okay, so as far as my album, man, um, honestly, it's filled with um, melodic punchlines. Um, obviously, stories. Nothing that I do is lies. I don't lie about stuff to make other people feel good about my music. I actually would rather much go through a humiliation phase of myself. Like, okay, I'll, I don't care. I'll say this on the track. I don't care because it's who I am. It's what I am. It's what made me who I am today. So, um, obviously, uh, I just I went through a breakup last week. I mean, not last week. I'm sorry, last year. And um, I, I started writing songs after that, and it, it opened up a different space, you know, and it, it showed me, like, dude, you shouldn't be scared to do R&B. You shouldn't be scared to sing, you know what I'm saying? Because you can actually sing and... You know, the stuff that you're talking about, you could possibly help somebody else get through the situation that you went through. You know what I'm saying? And um, so, yeah, it's 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 filled. It's very versatile, man, because, um, like I said, that breakup, I got a few songs on there about that. Um, I got a few songs on there that's going to that I'm going to really like love performing because it brings me that energy. You know what I'm saying? And then the crowd, people are going to love that shit, you know, and um, also. Like, I have a side where I grew up in the hood and shit, you know? So right. <laughs> I got to, you know, I got to embrace that. You know, that's who I am. That's who, you know, you know, we all had to eat ramen noodles and, you know, had eviction notices. I ain't going to say we all, but, you know, we all we know about that stuff, you know? And, you know, to help somebody understand and make relatable content, you know, it just makes the sky beyond the limit. That sounds good. So it sounds like you got a little bit of everything. Thanks. on this album. So with that being said, can we get any sneak peeks, maybe your album name or maybe your name of the favorite song on the album, your most hyped, the, the one you like the most? Yeah, I can do. I can answer all of those. Um, so it's 12 tracks on the album. The album title is Retrospective. And um, I took a lot of logic, uh, a lot of time into, you know, what my album title is going to be named because it's going to be telling the story. Um, and so I ran, I came across the word, man. Uh, I was chopping it up with somebody and I just so happened to look up something. And then like, it was like a, a synonym for it. It was a uh, retrospective. And I looked up the definition for that because it sounded kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? So. And it means um, like dealing with past situations to figure out like, kind of like creating a puzzle piece, you know, to why you are the way you are pretty much today. But you're looking back and figuring out, okay, where you went wrong, what you did, you know, this, that, and the third. So Retrospective is my album title. Um, my favorite song up there got to be, dang, that's tough, bro. My favorite song is probably Dystopia. And Dystopia is is about a, a, a breakup. It's one of the main songs about that situation. and mm -hmm. But it's like a more, uh, it's not upbeat, but it's like you can jam to it type yeah, joint. You know what I'm saying? Like people gonna really uh, vibe to that. And my second favorite song up there, I'm gonna leave it at that, is gotta be uh, Fuck the Club Up, man. Dude, uh, bro, it's crazy. That song is crazy, dude. Like when I performed that for the first time, I already know I'm gonna have that crowd control, man. Like it's gonna be crazy, bro. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds good. And I love the enthusiasm and the, the energy that you have towards your work. Just hearing you talk about how you found your name, I can tell a lot really went into that. And, um, and that you care 
a lot about, you know, what's in place here. Very tedious and very, very punctual. And, you know, you don't do anything just for no reason. So um, I definitely like that. We're definitely looking out for it. I can't wait till retrospective drops. It's going to be everywhere. We're going to make sure that we blast it here at Major Noise Radio. We're going to make sure when we have events, we can come see you perform. And speaking of performances, um, when is the last time that you perform? Actually, man, honestly, I took a break from performing because, uh, like, like I said, man, I was, I was in a stage where I'm trying to figure myself out as an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what genre, what area is going to best help me push me to where I need to be? Because I already know the music is good, the content is good. You know, uh, I don't look bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I have a decent, marketable look. You know what I'm saying? Like. All it needed is some work and a plan, some some extra push and, and a plan behind it, you know. And if I get that, then it's just the sky's the limit. And so I got me a board. I wrote down every song that I had recorded, and I did a process of elimination. And it came down to 12 songs. And they all were good, though. All the songs were good, but it came down to 12 songs. Um, and... You know, that's how I became, that's how I figured out, you know, just mapping everything out beforehand and not telling people your moves before you make the moves is where it's at for real because it's like, okay, they see you, they're like, okay, yeah, but he did that last year and he didn't stay consistent afterwards. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I always put myself in the consumer's shoe, you know what I'm saying, Um, when it comes down to, you know, as far as what um, the content that I put out and stuff like that. That's what's up. So you definitely are very, very tedious, like we said earlier. You definitely thought through everything. And I think that's important for, you know, selling your brand, you know what I'm saying? Because you want to be, you market yourself. You're marketing yourself as someone who is authentic. You know, the authenticity is already there. You said, I got the vibe, I got the look, I got the style, but I'm going to give you me. You know what I'm saying? You can like it, you can not like it. And that's really awesome. And I really hope that makes you a a lot of money as well. Because, we know, in this music industry, sometimes, you know, money... Sometimes it has to come from different sources. So with that being said, like, do you have any other outside of music ventures that you go into or other ways that you plan to kind of to, to fund the music business or, like, how do you go about your other ventures? Um, outside of engineering, I mean, I, I got a 9 to 5. I do work. Um, I'm not ashamed. I work at DTLR. You know, I sell shoes. Um, and uh, but outside of as far as funding it, um, as far as funding my stuff, like I already had set aside a budget for uh, the album. That's where I had felt like I went wrong with releasing music before. I didn't set along aside a budget. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and a plan. You know. Um. So, you know, setting aside that and having that already prepared, it's like okay. Now all I gotta do is do the footwork. Go find a videographer, get your video, get like three or four videos shot. Not at once, obviously, but like, you know, sporadically, you know. And, you know, after that, you know, once you drop that first video and it's getting love, you got stuff backed up. Like, you don't even have to worry about that at all. It's just there. Like, you already have it. So, um, you know, um, but outside of music, dude, I love to play basketball. Um I like, I like exercising in general. Can you ball though? Yeah, I can actually hoop. Bro. You can ball yeah, forever. I'm actually, I can actually. Right. I'm pretty fast and I can dribble and I can shoot. Okay, you're good. a little taller than me. Can you dunk? Yeah, I can dunk, but I, I don't like so. to. You don't like to? What you mean you don't like to? I don't like to. Why not? Because, man, it takes a lot of energy out of me now. I'm getting older. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. Speaking of age, how old are you? I'm 28. All right, all right. So, dunking it. Once I get to 28, I know I might have to slow down on trying to get up in the air. But I like to think that I'm always be up there. Trying to dunk. Yeah, See, okay. I just learned how to dunk last year. Not For gonna real? lie. Not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I mean, I just I never really picked up a ball too too much after after high school. Mm-hmm. So um I came back home and I realized like, yo, I'm really close to dunking I'm, I'm on the home goal we had. So I just yeah. started trying. So yeah, with that, you know, being a competitive athletic, I really just got into that. But if you can ball, we can ball one day. Yeah, I ain't like that like that, you know what I'm saying? But I got a shot and we'll see what go we'll see what go down, yeah, you feel me? I'm gonna find you too, man. I like to distribute that thing. Right. Right. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, we can get on the same team. That'll be what's up. For sure. And run something. So you was about to you was about to go into some more. You talked about um just sports and your free time and other things you do. Um I love to um enjoy uh bar environments, man. I don't know what it is about it, dude. I like to drink and uh but I like to go out with some like with a homeboy or two that 
is not afraid to approach women and stuff like that. Cause I like to, you know, I like to do my little thing, you nice. know, when I'm out, you know, because, you know, I'm single. I can, you know, it's whatever, you know, with me, uh, I can't. If you're in a relationship, man, your girl probably ain't gonna like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't. Wait, man. Um, I yeah, I love to go. Lines. I love to go to the bar, man. Um, traveling, dude. Traveling was huge for me. 2020, 2021. COVID kind of slowed it down a little bit. That makes sense. But traveling, dude, I would like literally have something planned out, like Miami or Ohio or New York. And before I go, I'll do my research on Instagram and look up promoters from out there and see right. what kind of events they got going on and stuff. And literally, like, dude, every time, like, they'll inbox me their number, tell me to text them, send them the songs and a picture for the flyer, and I didn't have to pay. And it's like, dang, it's not like I got, like, 40,000 right. followers <laughs> on Instagram. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what am I doing to deserve this? But it's just a blessing, man. It's I guess it's my approach, and they see the drive. Like, okay, this guy's from North Carolina. He calling me ahead of time. My show is the 25th. It's the 12th. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. this is, okay, I'm looking at this guy. So, um... That's really good networking. That's really good networking yeah, and branding. I love the travel, dude. Doing the right things. I want to take it back to the bar for a second. Um, so when you're at the bar, because I mean, everybody, in my opinion, I feel like everybody's going out to meet people. Whether you meet them or not, you're going out to be a, to social. It's a social gathering. You know what I'm saying? You're going there to be around other people, either to look good, to speak to somebody, whatever, have a good time and dance and do your thing. Yeah. So when you said you, you're comfortable approaching women, uh, and I'm, I'm like that too. I, I, I approach anybody. I, I talk to a spider in the corner if you're going to talk back to me, but, um, you know, what does that approach look like for you? You know what I'm saying? If, if, if there's a fine woman sitting at the bar, what, what, what kind of, what, what is your way of kind of approaching that woman and how would you go about it? Well, for one, obviously, if she's with a man, I wouldn't approach her, but if she's with right. her friends, I honestly would probably kind of approach them as a group. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you never know which one is taken and you right. mess around and try to talk to the one that's taken, then you mess up for yeah. everybody because they looking uh -huh, at you like, oh, yeah, you should have, you know what I'm saying? You try to talk to her. That's who right. you wanted. They don't want, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I would, I would approach them as a group and make them all feel involved and engaged. Hell, buy them all a drink if it's, you know, if it's affordable, you know, you don't want to, right. my like top shelf and shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, nah, you pick the drink. <laughs> <laughs> you pick the drink and tell the bartender, hey, throw four of those that way. Yeah, yeah. facts, bro. Um, so yeah, bro. Uh, it's it's never no uh, forceful thing. Like I like to scope out before I, you know. I don't just I see a fine chicken approach. Like I gotta see how she move and how she you know, like type. You know what I'm saying? Because right. sometimes they can give it away that they're taking. Like another guy can literally approach them and he can be the lab rat for you and right. get turned down. You know what I'm saying? So I like to just cool out, take maybe a few a couple drinks before I do that. All right now, if the guy does get turned down though, that might not mean that she's taking. So how do you look at that? You, would you, I mean, or you just take it as, okay, I'm going to fall back, I mean, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on you. I, I'm going to move around the party. I'm going to look back to see if I feel that vibe. Yeah. Is that kind of how you go about it? Facts, bro. Facts. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense because um, I'll approach a group, too, because uh, you really never know for that reason that you described about, you know, they could all, the group average could be high. And then if you go one way, and then another way could have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so with that being said, I usually do the whole, um, I don't know if you throw your artist brand out there first, or if you just start with, hey, I go by easy, you know what I'm saying, or whatnot. But I, I usually throw the DJ thing out there because that can that that's for everybody included. Like, yeah, we got parties. We, we already at a party, you know. Yeah. So um, do you ever easy. do you ever just bring up the music? Like, look, I'm an artist. We here, da, da, da. Do you start with that or where you start? Um, Honestly, bro, I don't start with the artist because... Everybody's saying they do music nowadays, right, man. Right, and then I they just don't that. look at you like, oh, God. You one of them. Now I got to, you know what I'm saying? They start thinking. Because women, man, for real, for real, women don't, um, <laughs> women like to uh, specifically, damn, how can I put this, man? It's all right. It's coming to you. It's coming to you. But um, but what did, I guess what do people kind of assume when, when you tell them I'm an artist first? Like, what do you think is going through their head? Well, yeah. That okay. You just brought it back. Um, like they like to like when when they meet somebody, they visualize bef you know beforehand everything that you possibly don't think that they probably visualize. You feel okay. me? Like. Yeah. Okay, because obviously if they if you're approaching them, they're thinking like, okay, do I see myself with this nigga? Right. Do I see myself actually 
smashing this nigga? Do I see myself marrying this nigga? Do I see myself, you know what I'm saying? Do I see myself living with this guy? You know what I'm saying? Having a kid with this, stuff like that. And then they got to add, do I see myself supporting this nigga music, showing up to his stuff and all this right. stuff like that? You know what I'm saying? And, he, and it's actually, what if it's bad? You know, <laughs> right. that's, I, I feel like that type of stuff be going through that head. Seriously, man. And, uh. Yeah, I that's, can believe that. That's why I don't say the music. So do you like to keep it mysterious for that reason? Like, you give them a little bit, and then as it develops, then let them yeah, know, like, yeah, I do this and that, because that way they can they can lead more to the imagination. Because yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll be, like, okay, more of a surprise then. Like, you know, oh, damn, like, he treat me cool and everything, and he got really good music, you know? Because right. they'll, they'll eventually ask for your Instagram or, you know, your social media and stuff, man. You know, that's what that's who I am on social media. So they go to see that and they're like, Oh my god, you didn't tell me you had videos out and this, that and the third besides me telling them already. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So let them see okay, yeah. Let them get more interested as it goes. Yeah, and one more question about when it comes to the ladies, will you give them your number or do you ask for theirs? Man, dude, I like to, it depends, dude, but I have situations, dude. I don't like to give my number to chicks because uh-huh. It's not a guarantee they're going to hit you up. Or sometimes they'll even forget. Like, it'll be mad dudes approaching them at night. That's true. You might have been the one that stand out, but she don't know which number is yours. You feel me type Fact. thing. So, you know, it's that type of thing with that. Like, I can't... Uh, I don't mind giving my number out if it's an inconvenience to me. Like, if my phone is dead or something like that, right. you know, uh, you can have my number. Like, that's the only way I would really, like, give you my number. Like, I would literally have to give you mine, but I won't hit them up. Right immediately, bro. I'll probably hit them up like maybe a day later. That sounds good. So we got a lot of bars out here uh, in Raleigh. I haven't been to a whole lot of them. Um, but what's your favorite spot? Like, what or what are one of your favorite spots to go to when you go out? For the vibe, I would say Dogwood on Glenwood. Um, I like partying with with white people. Okay, yeah, my friends go there. I love partying I with white people, yet. man. And the first time I went there, it was the first night that Tom went back, or for one of the two. Mm-hmm. They like savings. Yeah, and dude, bro, we was literally partying from like twelve, like ten, like eleven maybe to like one. And you know, the shit started closing at two. Right. Nigga, it got 2 and o'clock. Nigga, we looked clip. at the time again. It was 1, one o'clock, o'clock again. <laughs> yo. So we got extra time. talking about lit, bro. That whole, everybody was like, yo, we got another hour to party. Yeah, that's a cool type of vibe. thing. Yeah, bro. But like for the view, bro, it's a bar in North Hills at Level 7 mm-hmm. um, Hotel, bro. And it's literally a rooftop. And it's uh, like, whoa. Nice. Like, bro, crazy vibe, bro. Everybody out is high end. You know, everybody out there fucked up. Just enjoying a good time, man. You know, I don't like to hang, I don't like to party, like go to like our parties per se, because I mean, I don't, I don't mind. I like to dance, I like to have fun, um, but I don't like the drama that comes with us. You okay. know? Even though they have their own little drama, but it don't come down to us kill, right. them killing each other either. You okay, know? Yeah, that's what you was going with. I'm about to say, you got to explain that, but yeah, that's kind of where you're going with it. I, I see what you mean because. I've definitely been to places with us that have been like that, and I haven't. I can't say I've been to too many places with them that have been like that. So I, I see what you mean on that end, but I think what what comes in handy for me is that like most of the places I end up because I DJ mm-hmm. are gonna be like clubs or like more situated, more set up places. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, and personally, I can do both. I can, I can go. I can go with the white folks. I can go with the with, with the foreign folk. I can go wherever I or I can go with the black people. So it kind of just all works out. All up. works out smoothly. But um, I've never that, been. You got that personality. I can catch you. I can see myself walking in the damn Mexican hookah lounge and see your ass in the middle of the floor. Hey, hey. Awesome. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whatever the vibe is, I kind of just adapt to it, man. I you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I could definitely uh, see myself going out, man. One of these days, you want to go out somewhere, bro? Let's make it happen, bro. I've never been to Dogwood, and um, I've never been to any rooftops uh, around here. I've been to one rooftop in Wilmington, so. We definitely got some hanging out. We definitely can, man. Bottles on you? I'll say bottles on me. Okay, okay. You ain't got to do all that. I'll just say it. But just take the plural out of it. 
Or Batu. <laughs> he said, I can do Batu, you know what I'm saying? Nah, that sounds good. Now, I'm with the superstar, man. We got to act like it, man. You got to have a good time sure, and turn man. up, man. So speaking of which, I want to take it a little bit further back. You talked about how, you know, your childhood and you grew up, you know, how that affects your music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Can you give, like, a specific example on something in your childhood that, that has a positive or negative or just any type of effect on you and your music right now? Uh yeah, hell yeah, bro. I don't mind. Uh definitely, bro. Uh if you you would hear it in a lot of my previous music, I don't talk about it anymore because it's like I use that previous music as like a venting outlet, mm-hmm. you know, um so it don't really bother me as much, but growing up, my father wasn't really around like talking about it. You know what I'm saying? And uh it's like I know it sounds like every black boy's story but it's not you know what I'm saying there's some fathers out here that actually care you know that actually be around and actually you know invest in their mental their son their kids mental you mm-hmm. know um it's like when I talk like I stopped talking about it but because he heard my music he listened to my music and I didn't stop because he listened to my music I stopped because he acknowledged it and he's like okay you right you know what I'm saying? I was gang banging. I was running the street, shooting guns and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? When I should have been, you know what I'm saying, around. And, All right, so um, you had that conversation with your father? Yeah, and that was so much closure for me, dude. That's why I, I stay away. I don't even have an urge to even bring that shit up at all in my music no more. You know, you'll hear quite a few bars. Of, if you listen to my old, like my first album before Fame, um, if you listen to that, dude, it's like a few songs, like throughout that album, like I'm venting about that shit. Like, dude, that shit bothered me growing up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm seeing all these kids with their dads showing up at school. And here I am, like, you know what I'm saying? Not to bash my dad, because I love him to death. And he actually is around now. So shout out to him, man. Um, anytime I need him for anything, he's there for me now. You know what I'm saying? Um, so the past is the past as far as that. Um, there's also... um. There's been, like, because I'm the type of person that take things that I've been through and, like, use them as lessons, not, like, to per se go back and do that shit again. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to, you know, I never make the same mistake twice, you know, especially when I look at it as a mistake. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. I don't want to um, go through though. that. You know what I'm saying? Certain stuff set off nostalgia and, you know, certain, you know, memories from from your past and it's like damn like I I know this feeling but I know not to do this I know not to say that you know what I'm saying right. in this situation and it's going to be a different outcome and it 10 times out of 10 it's going to be a different outcome because you've learned from that and you've used the tools that you provided yourself in your I'm, mind I'm definitely glad that you that you already got that figured out because uh for me that was a long journey I'm still working on it I, it seems like I got to learn my uh, learn from my mistakes a few times. And a mistake could be different, but it could all be the. It's all in the same game. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of people do that. Um, uh, not everybody, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people that make the same mistakes. I think we are, you know, creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. But it's good that you got a keen sense on that and kind of like, you know, I've seen this before. I recognize it. Let me move this way instead of that way. You know how I might have back then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's definitely. You know where that come from, bro? Where sports. It come from being on the basketball team Uh, and the football team because it's like when you look at film and stuff, you see the stuff that you've done wrong Uh and you correct it in the next game and you know from then on out not to ever make that first mistake you made again and then you correct the mistakes along the way. So you just, you know what I'm saying, getting better and better each time, bro. Like. What would come in handy for me is if we had film on life. <laughs> but I could go back and watch it with me, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes I forget things that I'm like, dang. When it, after, after the, after our, it's like an after effect, you know, deja vu. You know, yeah. after something's already happened again, you know what I'm saying? I notice, oh, that was just like that other thing, you know what I'm saying? And then by that time, once I start recognizing it more often, then it's like, it kicks in. But I never really thought about that. Like film, you got to watch film, and then you never make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. You point out. That's really, that's what's up. Yeah, bro. That's what's up. I can really relate to that message. So, back to watching film and doing sports. You say you play basketball. Were you on any teams? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I played at Southeast Raleigh High School. Okay. Um, in low, I tried out my freshman year. I tried out. But, um, dude, this is another situation. Wow, it's crazy how it's rolling all together. Another situation where I learned my lesson as far as, like, being honest up front about stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so... 
When I tried out for Enlo High School, obviously I'm over six foot. Like he's looking at me. I'm in there smacking boards, dunking and shit in tryouts. Like he's looking at me. So I'm like, yeah, man. Like I felt good after I made the first list. I'm like, yeah, I made it. Boom. The next list come out. I made that. Like I'm, and then in between the next list and the third list was a scrimmage, and we scrimmaged Clayton High School. I'll never forget this shit. I had seven points, three rebounds, and two assists. And I had like I played good. That's high school, you know. That's pretty. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. good. You know, high bad. school. And um, you know, like he praised me so much after that game. But see, the thing is, I went to West Millbrook Middle School before I came to the Enlo, mm-hmm. and I played eighth grade year, but I didn't play seventh grade year. But I told Coach Haugen at Enlo that I played both years. He's best friends with the coach uh, at West Millbrook. Right. He calls him because he's so interested in me. He wanted to know more about me. You know what I'm saying? He calls him that night of that after that scrimmage, and he told him that I I didn't play my seventh grade year, which right. I don't think it really should have mattered. You know what I'm saying? But it's right. just a fact that I lied to him. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I didn't be on all the way honest with him. Like okay, it wouldn't have made a difference if I told him I played eighth grade. Matter of fact, it wouldn't have made a difference if I told him any year because he saw me and right. he liked what he saw. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So. Like, that's the very first lesson, for real, outside of home, that I took. Like, damn, like, maybe I should just keep it real, bro. Because, like, ain't no way in hell. I was supposed to be on that team, bro. All right, so that was a result. So you ended up not being on the yeah, team. Yeah, dude, it was another list, dude. Me and this dude named Jalen Ramsey didn't make it after um after that scrimmage. I don't know what his ordeal was, but, you know, he never, like, he would always make it to the final trial. And he was really good. Uh-huh. might have been his attitude. I don't know. But he was really good, dude. And he didn't make the list. And everybody was surprised. And it was like, dang. That was a sad day for me, man. All right. So with these lessons that you're learning, do you feel like people can kind of learn from you and from your music? They can kind of learn. You know, because, like, people might be like me. They might not learn on the first time. Yeah. So, like, people might can listen to you and be like, ah, I haven't even had this come up yet. Or I haven't really thought about this. But let me make sure in the future I don't ever, you know what I'm saying? you think that's something people can can get from your music? Most definitely, man. Most definitely because I, I talk about it a lot. I talk about learning from my mistakes. And I talk about, you know, um, you know, keeping it real. Like, and, and you can just tell by listening to my music. If you, when you listen to the album, one through twelve, like all the way through, everything is authentic. Even the the fuck the club up song, like that sounded <laughs> as no meaning as that title sounds. Like it, it's like still got I, some, you know it's what I'm saying. Got some substance to it. It's a, that that song is like a confidence booster for me. Definitely, man. It made me feel good about myself. That's what's up. Do you dance at all? Um, I I do when I'm alone and on TikTok. <laughs> all right. Um. When I'm in a club, though, per se, like, if it's my song, dude, and I know every word, I'm turned. I'm just turned. But if it's like, I have to know the words for me to really be lit to it, you know what I'm saying? Otherwise, I feel like I'm doing random dumb shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, what if it's like a dancing song where it's like a specific dance, like... But they start throwing throwbacks and they put jerk on. Oh, you about to be skipping yeah. backwards and turning up. Dogwood, yo, in Dogwood, man, that's what made me feel like, yo, like I don't care about nobody, like what nobody say about me, cause these motherfuckers can't dance. <laughs> <laughs> they get you a little more so, confidence. Yeah, <laughs> word, word, bro. So yeah, literally, bro. Me and my homeboy and his girlfriend went out um, on New Year's, bro, and um, we went there and it was like so lit out there. Obviously, it's Glenwood and New Year's. It was gonna be lit, but. Man, dog, they talk, They started playing old school. I'm talking like my jam, my mom's jam type. Like, dude, I'm out there doing the electric slide. I started the electric <laughs> slide, bro. Like, That's crazy. I started that shit. Everybody, everybody followed in. through, bro. That That's shit made up. me feel great, bro. That shit made me feel so good. So, yeah, man. Uh, I don't mind. I don't have a shyness about me when it comes down to that, bro. Because I know I'm already tall. I'm going to stand out anyway. So, fuck it. Might as well show up. I mm-hmm. feel that, I feel that. And, and you're surrounded by people that don't necessarily look like you. And being in the music industry, at times you're going to have to be that standout, star alone person, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's good that you're already comfortable with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, that's something a lot of people got to grow into. Mm-hmm. But you already got it down pat, bro. That's what's mm-hmm. up. So look, I'm looking at your hair, man. You got the you got the braids coming out of size, man. Like, how long you been growing your hair out? Um, I've been growing my hair out now uh, about three years. All right. um, it's only looking short right now because... It's, I just took the braids out, but it's a little, you know what I'm saying? Okay, nah, that's little, long. That's long. Little, my hair, this, this three years too, and we ain't got, <laughs> we 
We ain't got nowhere near, right. bro. Um, I wasn't really taking care of my hair for the first two years, and I barely do much now. I do a, I do slightly more now, so, you know what I'm saying? So I'm on the journey. Do you have any tips for people trying to grow their hair out or, or anything like that? Yeah, dude. Uh, only tips I can give is what I've done. And, uh, right. Biotin and collagen shampoo. Um, okay. I don't know what it is about that shit, man, but it makes you really feel like your shit is immediately growing. It gives your hair a healthy look and shine to it. You know what uh, I'm saying? Yeah. No, this is not a paid partnership. <laughs> it's not an advertisement. <laughs> but, um, yeah, dude, it gives you your hair a good, healthy look. You know what I'm saying? Especially in that, that beginning Afro stage. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to... Some people look at that as an ugly stage, but, you know... When I had short afro, like, I used a sponge. Like, that shit looked cool as hell, you know what I'm saying? I used to do that, too. Man, I used that sponge up until I get, got a certain length to where when I get it braided and take it out, it's already, like, crinkly and curly and shit, you know? So, yeah, man, three long years, bro, and I still haven't dreaded it. People have been asking me to dread my shit so long. I get the same thing. They think these are dreads, but they're not. They're not. They're not. I just don't do the ends all the way down. Um, but yeah, everybody hasn't been that long. My hair's not even that long. They be like, dread, dread, dread. I'm like, one day, yeah. one day. So is that your plan, one day to dread your hair? I might, bro. I might eventually end up doing it, man, just because I feel like it'll look decent on me. But I just love the versatility, bro, to be able to take this out, get two braids if I need to, or mm-hmm. throw that shit up in the fucking bun or some shit. You know, yeah. just the versatility of it is, right. is what keeps me wanting this. That's kind of what I was waiting on, too. I wanted to still be able to rock a fro or do cornrows or something like that and be able to switch it up if I had to. I can't rock the fro, man. You can't rock the fro? Why not? Because when I take it out, bro, my hair is just like so long that it just falls to the side. Now. Uh, it's crazy. Bro. I don't have that problem yet. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. And a I have a thing. whole lot of shrinkage. Uh, I don't know if your hair does, but yeah, so when I put it, even if, I, even if we were to do a blowout, by the time I get where I'm going, you know what I'm saying? It's already done short down to something nice and neat, so. Thanks. Does your hair do that? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, bro, I, I think everybody damn near, well, all black people hair do that. <laughs> For the most part, it seems like we got a lot of shrinkage in the black hair community uh, is what yeah, it seems bro. like. I ain't no expert, but That's it does definitely seem like that. That is a fact. But sure, do you think that growing your hair, so, because it's been three years, right? Mm-hmm. And you've been doing music for about two. Mm-hmm. So at the same time you've been going through your hair journey, you was going through your music journey. Mm-hmm. How do you think those two are related? Um... Because I found my niche, like my look, okay, when, yeah. uh, during the process, man. Um, before I was more so like I loved the way that two braids looked on me, and then I like the fishbone, the Iverson joints. The, I haven't the seen Iverson that. Joint. Oh, you never seen that? I have not. But, I have not. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, but then, like around the time when I dropped No Competition, which was January twenty twenty one. 2021? Yeah, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, I had singles in, and I went to go perform. And, like, yo, I just love... You ever seen a video of yourself? I'm like, yo, bro, I this love the way cool. I look in this video. Like, this is cool as hell. And when I performed it, man, like, it just looked so good with the, uh, like, singles like this. But they were, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they were smaller, but them bitches was longer, bro. Like, them yeah. bitches were, like, long as hell, but I had them, like... In the ponytail, and I had two of these joints down yeah. like that. I've always wanted bro. to do that, actually, bro. I've been waiting. I'm close, but I've always wanted to do that, bro. Yeah, bro. It's coming soon. <laughs> but, yeah, you got to show me the fishbone, whatever that is. Uh, uh, you got to show me that after this, bro. Word. Yeah, you can do that now. You gotta, I like, see, that's the thing, too, bro. I want to get my joint. I'm tired of this side cut. I want right. to get my a head full of hair, but at least like how yours is. You know, I had the, I had the side cut too. Y'all can see it over here. But now, yeah, I am growing it out. Uh, I get uh, my lady to put a cornrow mm-hmm. on the sides now. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Because that's where that's where the hair is going. That's the new growth. Because I didn't like the fact that my hairline went, and then it was just no hair. Like I wanted it to be some hair, sort yeah. of fade look. Look a little, look yeah. a little bit better. Absolutely. But yeah, I definitely like think long hair in rap right now is it's very popular. Uh, I mean, yes, we got a couple rappers out here, but if you look at all the rappers that have started in the game with short hair, like Young Boy, you know, he had the low cut, now he got this long hair. And Elite Chopper hair was probably about like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now, so it's like, it seems... Even the baby had fucking around and changed his shit up. Even the baby. <laughs> he was bomb and little skint, little ways, <laughs> little you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? The all baby, of them. The list goes on. Little baby. So it's like, long hair is really, you know what I'm saying, is the wave, I guess. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I definitely think, like, when you say you look the part, I, I agree with that. Like, yeah. it's definitely... I don't know why it's a trend, but it's a good trend, though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I just wish my hair would go faster. 
to, because I'm going to be behind the trend. Everybody going to have long hair, you know what I'm saying, because all the artists got it, and I'm going to be still, they going to already have done all the styles I want to do with it, but it's all good, you know what I'm oh, saying? Man. That's what's up. So thinking about that, like, do you consider yourself a trendsetter? I see you got the Hey Arnold on, you got you got the, the fresh shoes on. I don't know if they can see that on the camera, but like, do you consider yourself like a kind of a trendsetter? Um, honestly, and not even like on no cocky shit at all, dude. Uh, and ho- since high school, man, like I would, li- matter of fact, middle school, bro, I, when Hollister and Aeropostale and shit was nah, popular, yeah. I remember them like, days. literally, bro, like, I, I was the first in my school to get an eyebrow piercing. Totally straight. Yeah. I love pussy. I love vagina. <laughs> totally straight. You feel me? What made first you do that? Oh, bro, what made me do Please that? Please tell me what made you do that. Bro, that had to be like a phase or something. I didn't see nobody with it, bro, that I that made me like, oh, I want that. It was just like, I think it's my sister, bro. My sister always, my sister is the reason I'm, I'm a, I am a translator. I'm going to keep it real because she was always the one that pushed it. Like, yo, you should get this. You should you should get that. That should be fire on you, this, that, and the third. Like, even all the way down to the, the tooth gym and shit, you know, okay, men yeah. don't really do that shit. But I'm, I love vagina and I do that shit. You I know? feel that. So I feel you can't that. really gentrify me and say that I'm... Uh, certain way because I'm doing certain shit that I want to do with myself. Facts. Um, so yeah, since middle school and high school, man, like I said, I got the eyebrow piercing. Um, then dude, next thing I know, like three other dudes in the school had got no eyebrow way. piercing. <laughs> bro, no I swear way. to God, bro, I'm not lying to you, bro. That's what's up, though, bro. Like, That's crazy. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't imagine, bro. Yeah, bro, I'm That's like, why. yo. And I took my shit out. I'm like, I was I about to say, out. what happened to it? I took it out um, after I seen everybody getting it, because I'm like, damn, like, I was the first nigga to do that. Y'all niggas, y'all, y'all yeah, laugh, man. <laughs> man. Y'all can have right, that. Did they take theirs out, too, or are they still, you think, do, do, do you think they still got a man to this day? I don't think nobody got them shits in there. Right. <laughs> yeah, trans that do change, but I, just, I couldn't see it, bro. I couldn't even see it. I ain't got a tattoo on my body, none of that. You know what I'm right? saying? Nah, you got tattoos? Yeah, no, I got too many. Well, I ain't gonna say too many because it's not enough, but I got 23 tattoos. 23, that's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. But it's not, I'm not filled. Like my, I still got empty spaces, so I uh, might as well finish it up. What, what was your first one? My first one was my mom's name, Erica B. Right here on my arm, I got it on my birthday when I was 14. What? At 14? Yeah, 14. That's crazy. It still look good, though. Yeah, it's crazy, though. It does. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't believe it would have been that old. Yeah. Damn. Not at all. That's about 14 years old, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's kind of crazy. But, but yeah, what's your favorite tattoo? Um, My favorite, probably, outside of the pain, dude, um, I got uh, Raleigh Skyline on my stomach. Alright, okay. And it's like surrounded by clouds and birds and shit. So you represent Raleigh? Yeah. And you was here all your life or what what's up with that? No. Um Lewis have you heard of Lewisburg? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I grew up really kinda like out in that area, like on farmish land, breeding horses, okay. pigs and cows and um, stuff like that. That's my, crazy. My, I would never thought, bro. Yeah, my grandfather owned a farm and stuff, and so I was seven, eight years old out there with an axe chopping wood with my <laughs> granddad running around, pulling chickens with they taking the head off. <laughs> That's crazy. Slaughtering pigs, dude. Like I, I've I've seen a lot, dude. Um, it was a, a little traumatizing at the moment, but now it's like, oh, it's just. The United States itself has just got a whole fucking farm full of shit, and they just killing animals and shit every day. So it's like, it's I guess it's some normal shit, but it shouldn't be. Um, and I'm not vegan, but like I'm against animal cruelty, bro. And like the way these farms are doing is crazy, dude. Like just seeing video of how they do this shit. Is, yeah, yeah. I don't like watching videos of my food before I eat it. <laughs> Say that right now, man. <laughs> I'd rather not think about how you was before, when you was alive, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Right. And that's why I don't like the head-on, you know, I don't need the head-on shrimp, I don't need, I like it to look like food and not look like a creature, it just, yeah. it's not the same You ever me. seen at the grocery store with the steak aisle where they have, like, the steak and then they'll have a sticker on it and be like, how my name was Chloe, please don't eat me or something. Or, I've never seen that, but I know what you're talking yeah, about. I've heard, like, that they do that and that's just strange. Yeah, that's very strange. That's but those would be, like, the, the, Veganish type people that go around stamping that shit on people on, on food. Oh, word, yeah, word. Facts. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely new. Interesting. Speaking of stamp, uh, we talked about the baby's hair. You remember he was? Um, I don't know if you noticed, but he was talking about how he was had stickers. The little baby emoji, whatever, and he would put them around his city of oh, Charlotte man, and stuff like smart. that. That was smart. Yeah, that was genius. I mean, a lot of things he did was genius. He he, he was standing in Times Square with, with a diaper on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, 
Um, with that being said, how do you plan to brand yourself and get yourself out there in your city and in, in other cities as well? Um, honestly, man, uh, because like when me being in the Raleigh rapper, like I wouldn't say industry, but like the category, mm-hmm. um, dude, my music is like global. Like when you hear it, it's like, damn, everybody can, this, this can go all over the world for mm-hmm. real. Like. And, and it sounds industry too. Yeah, man, and uh, I don't like to put myself in the same category. You know, not on no conf- not not on no cocky shit, or not saying that they're bad or anything like that. There's a lot of very talented artists, bro, for real. Like some talented artists in North Carolina. Period, dude. That's like, what's bro, up. what? That's what's up. It is. It is crazy, it bro, is and it crazy. gives me goosebumps and chills just thinking about it, man. Like, you know, but I just view myself like. I don't think myself as a as a local rapper, even though I'm l- locally rapping. You yeah, know what right, I'm saying? Right, I, don't, right. I don't really uh, look at myself as that. And I see, uh, um, I, I just, taking that year off, man, of being a full-time artist last year, honestly, and being an engineer instead, really helped me, like, scope out some things in, like, the industry and tastemakers and, you know, certain people out here, you know, and... Um, it's like a, um, you know, a crab in a barrel of fat. I seen so much hate, bro. Like, really? you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. so much hate, bro. Like, let these people do them. Let these people take that journey how they want to take it, bro. Like, All right, where you see the hate coming from? Um, honestly, it'd be, dude, it's crazy. I don't even, I'm not going to name drop, but right. like, tastemakers that are up there, like, you know, as far as North Carolina music scene, um, you know, they'll be on some shit like, um, some of y'all been that would be name dropping. I don't care. Some of y'all been local rappers for or new artists for ten years. Okay, I understand that. Okay, I don't know if she was trying to get laughs off or you know what I'm saying what her purpose was behind that. But it's just uh, there's people that are really good, literally. That had that you know life. Life comes into play, bro. Outside of being an artist, you got to live your real life. You got to mm-hmm. face reality, for real, for real. And people go through shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's not going to get it overnight. Everybody's not going to make that one hit, and that's going to break the internet. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's not internet savvy, per se. And everybody's not, you know, good in front of the camera, but their music is really good. You know, there's, there was those people, you know, and you got to respect them because they've been doing it for so long. It's just like... Just because they haven't got to where they want to be or where you feel like they should be at doesn't mean that they're not on the right path. You know what exactly. I'm saying? So that is kind of discouraging to people that has been feeling like, oh, damn, I've been doing this three, four years. Even though that's not a long time at all. Not I've been doing this three, not. four years. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, bro. Like, you know, it makes you start to second guess. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's not cool for, you know, that. And I don't, I'm not, it didn't make me feel that way because obviously I am a new artist, you know, when it comes down to it. Um, but, you know, it's just, I seen the comments, I read the comments and people were like saying like, dang, that doesn't mean that, you know, they're not on the, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Just life hits sometimes. Bro. And everybody don't want to be in the industry too. That's, <laughs> yo, that's number one. Yo, that is the number one fact that I didn't even mention, dude. Not everybody wants to be in that industry. They see what the, they see what's going on, bro. Yeah. For real, like literally, they see what's going on. They know, like literally, there's artists, celebrities crying out for help. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get released from labels and you know trying to you know per se change their their lifestyle because they tired of being in the dark about shit. Like just period. Like the darkness of it mm-hmm. is what scares people away. You know what I'm saying? The humility that you may have to end up going through to get this record deal or, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. per se, you know, like, you never know, like, uh, YK Osiris, like, you see how they pick on him a lot on the internet about mm-hmm. him being in debt and stuff like that? Yeah. He's going through a humiliation phase, dude. Like, they, they literally, these labels do this, bro. Literally, bro. I don't even, like, all the way down to the Megan Thee Stallion and Tory situation, I don't mm-hmm. even, honestly, bro, I don't even believe that shit, bro. Yeah, I feel you. I, I feel like the two record labels got together, like, because they both... I look at it from an artist standpoint. They both dropped the album right after that shit happened, bro. Yeah. Literally, bro. So it's like, you know, I just don't believe it, bro. I just don't believe yeah, it, Yeah, I think I, make sense. I agree with you. I feel like it's a lot of grimy stuff that goes on, and I feel like the industry, I mean, there's a lot of different industries you can be in, but I think 
I think music is spiritual. I don't know if you feel that way, but I feel like with that being said, it's like it's a lot of spirits that come into play. Is how I feel about when it, when you get into the to, to the industry. So you know that everybody wants to be, you know, what I'm saying an industry person. Personally, I've always thought about you know making one song. I was like, what if I could make a hit? Like, what if I could do all the not industry things, right? But what if I could do all the like viral things to make one hit and then leave? Because I don't, I don't want to offer. You know, what I'm saying I don't personally, I don't even want to be a, be an artist like that. Yeah. It would just be cool to, to make a song because I mean, like the more you get into the industry, and you said you were uh, engineering and doing all this stuff, you got to see, you got to kind of take a a back seat in the car of the industry and look like, wow, this is not this is not the road I want to be on. You know what I'm right. saying? I mean, I, like I, this, I love what I do, but yeah, there's a lot of things that you yeah. can see that. Um, that people I don't think really know. I think more people got to shed light on, but I think a lot of those rappers are scared too. I feel like what what you just mentioned with like the bad deals or people trying to get out or this, this, and that going on, I feel like there's so much more that we probably never hear Bro, what? and never see. Bro, tell me about it. It only makes sense that there is so much more. Now, right. it's, it's no probably, bro. There is so much more that we don't know about that goes on, bro. But if I was to be like anybody in the industry, bro, my resume, I would want it to be like Drake's, bro. And I don't okay. think he had to do anything like sacrifice or like humiliate. That we know of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think he didn't. I don't. I, I, yeah. Cause he's huge, bro. Yeah, he's, he's too artist, huge. Bro. His record, he got a clean record. He, he's huge. It's crazy. So I, I definitely don't. And then now he comes up to six God. I, I definitely think there's, there's probably got to be some kind of something in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That we don't know about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I feel like it's like... I feel like it's like the Kim Kardashian, like the Kardashian family, the Kanye Wests, the Jay-Z's, like the people like that. I feel like there's a lot of things that they sacrifice, you know, not just their time and stuff like that. Like, I don't want to get too deep, but I feel like there's a lot more ways you can use that word sacrifice and things that we would never even see mm-hmm. and, and, and imagine, you know what I'm saying, to be to be where you are. Because in the, at the end of the day, I feel like it's kind of chosen. You know, those people like Drake are chosen, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, like, yes, your music is great, but you know how many people have great music, so what's the, what's the difference? You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. And, you know, why why did these people decide they could put millions of dollars into you? Yeah. To put, to put, you know what I'm saying? So That's I feel true. like it's a, lot of, it's a lot going on. When people are doing big money, they, I feel like humans were naturally greedy. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, but how do you plan on, like, navigating through that? Like, knowing that there might be some shady stuff going on and knowing that you want to be a bigger artist and you do want more, a little more publicity and stuff like that, like, how do you plan to navigate through those 360 deals, through those sacrifices and all those uh, this for that type of mentality in the industry? Uh, bro, man. And it's 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 only, it's tough, but it's only tough after you've signed a deal with someone bigger. But staying independent, bro, is, yeah. is, 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 is huge. Even though you know, all the luxurious things that come immediately with signing that record deal, you still gonna owe them this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? You still gonna have to pay a lawyer to review this, that, even though I'm gonna pay a lawyer regardless to review whatever. Um, I, I just totally wanna avoid, for one, uh, I mean, selling your soul sounds so cliche, but you know, it is what it is. I don't, I don't wanna, I just don't, I don't see myself doing that, right. obviously. Uh, I do believe in God, so I do believe that the things that I want out of life, I can pray to him and get, okay. opposed to me just signing a piece of paper and, you know, just get giving my life away completely to these people. Right. Like, Is that what you think kind of selling your soul looks like in the music game? Uh, you feel like signing that paper or... Yeah, bro. Yeah, I honestly, yeah. Um, that is that would be selling it because it doesn't literally say your soul is up for sale, sign here. Right. But you know what I'm saying. Um, I just honestly feel like that's where because obviously where after nice. people sign deals and shit and then they blow like they're not bro they're not just gonna just be giving you all this shit just to be giving it to you. They see something in you. They see a way that they can get money to continuously go and then once that stops then you're kicked to the fucking curb mm-hmm. bro whether your deal is out or not once by the time your deal is out you're probably going to be already in debt and paying them they're not just going to kick you to the curb and you're still going to be paying them you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so it's like that's what i'm trying to avoid i want all that money to myself and to people around me and my team and shit you know uh-huh. what i'm saying like all of it that's um, a good outlet I, I heard one person say um or i've heard it somewhere before that the way that uh, 
the way that people in the industry kind of sell their souls when they is when they do things that they morally were wouldn't have done. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in order to achieve those goals, it was, it's once you give up the principles, the morals, the things that 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 you've always valued. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the industry does put pressure on people to do that. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but I know you've seen. And you talked about humiliation, so maybe that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But I know you've seen men wearing, like men in the industry wearing dresses or doing strange stuff in public or crazy videos for social media and stuff like that. Things that they, they probably wouldn't have done. And if you look back before they were famous, they weren't doing none of these things. Yeah. Um, they even, I'm not even going because he's so controversial, I would say even Lil Nas, you know what I'm saying? Like, he came out, he was cool, you know what I'm saying? And then as soon as around the same, like, you know, after after coming out, you know what I'm saying, and whatnot, you know what I'm saying, he got boom, 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 because he dropped a mixtape. Do you remember the little EP he dropped? Right after, right after his hit song. Right after right Old Town Road. Yeah, 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 four yeah. songs on there, right? Yeah. They didn't blow. Next thing you know, in my opinion, I feel like he got to that stage where he was like, okay, I'm ready to, not sell my soul, but I'm, I'm ready to make that kind of agreement, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I feel like, like, do you notice that as well? And is that something that you're gonna be trying to trying to avoid? Yeah, dude, I noticed that in the music in, entertainment period, bro. Right. Like, actors even like when they don't like the blacks, bro. Especially black men. Besides Mrs. Doubtfire, there's like so many like different. Um, there's like so many different actors mm-hmm. that have had to wear dre- male actors, black male actors that had to wear dresses in movies. Right. The one actor that didn't do it. Got real time shot in the ass in the movie in the in the in the on set, but it was on film too. Like really? real time, literally Denzel Washington. That's crazy. Never seen him in a dress. Yeah, and that's that was his consequence. That's crazy. That scene was real. He thought he was going to get that fake shot effect on it, and they really, really? shot him in the ass. Yep. That's crazy. But yes, yeah, a lot of things that they want these people to do, man. So uh, you know, I just since you said you're spiritual, man, I definitely pray that you don't gotta worry about all that kind of stuff, man, because. You want to look at the industry as a good thing. We want to look at it in a positive light. Mm-hmm. They, everything has its good and its bad. But it's like, how can I get what I need and stay true to me? You know what I'm saying? And it seems like you got your head on straight with that. Sure. And so that's a really good message just to just to kind of move through life, you know? Yeah. Because no matter what it is, we're talking about the music industry. And we're talking about like it's so bad. But everybody that works anywhere is in some type of industry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there's all kinds of ways you can apply these same principles Bro, in the in, in every industry. That's you know what I'm saying? I mean, everything that you do, there are people that that are, that are going to treat you the same way that the music industry treats some of these artists, right? So it's like, you know, you got to be able to navigate yeah. and you got to be able to learn from that. You know what I'm saying? That's so we got retrospective. Coming out. Yes, sir. Uh, do you know about when it's coming out? Oh, yeah. So, April 2nd. Okay, okay. So, day. April 2nd, we got Retrospective. We got some club bangers on there. We going to mess the club up. I ain't going to say how you said it, but we going <laughs> to turn up on that one, man, sure. and we going to keep it moving. Do you have any merchandise? Um, Dude, that's actually coming. It's in the making right now. Okay. So, I'm, uh, I got the, uh, the same exact font that I used for my album cover, the Retrospective. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get on a, sh- on a branded on a shirt. Um, I'm not gonna go into too much detail about uh, everything that's gonna be on the shirt, but that that shit is in the making, bro. And that's I'm excited, up. bro. I'm excited. Dude. That's what's up. Right. That's what's up. I went to the link in your bio, um, your Instagram. You can plug that again right at the end uh, before we wrap this thing on up. But when it comes to your website, do you plan on putting the merch right there and having everything like a one stop shop, like where they can purchase, like maybe a physical copy or, or something like that is that how you plan on to go oh as far as my website yeah i plan on having everything to do with me on that specifically but uh i eventually plan on like as i if i really like i'm probably gonna like the merchandising part aspect of it so i'm gonna eventually probably make my own page for it okay and on website for it okay um, that makes sense that makes sense and maybe like a link too so they can click Click over it. And right now, um, when that album drops, it'll be on Apple Music, mm-hmm. Spotify. Everywhere. Okay. Even, even YouTube. All right, that's what's up. Everywhere. It'll be everywhere. We got freebies. That's what's <laughs> up. That's what's up. So, uh, again, before we wrap this up, uh, I just want you to go ahead and just give your socials. Uh, shout out whoever you need to shout out that's, you know, helped you along the way. And, um, and then we can wrap this thing on up. Facts, man. Well, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at official king easy. Everything spelled normal. Um, TikTok at king easy official. Everything spelled normal. 
Um, I I don't give away my Facebook because that's sticking to like the friends that I grew up with and stuff like that. And I'm already at a cap, so yeah, that's a dub. But shout out to Major Noise, man. Shout out to my boy EJ for the interview. Shout out to Deja Jupe, everybody behind the scenes, man. This has been an incredible interview, and I really appreciate you. Everything was flowed naturally. For sure. And that, that was dope, bro. For, For sure, man. Look, I'm definitely glad to have you, man. Your music sounds amazing, and it's really good to be able to talk to people with level-mindedness that you have. You know, a lot of people that that, that sit down and want to talk about music aren't as conscious. Conscious. Not everybody, but sometimes they're not as conscious. You know, sometimes they don't think about, you know, okay, I got to have these other things on the side. Okay, I got to watch out for this. I got to watch out for that. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? And you're out here storytelling. You're giving lessons. You're giving a lot of teachable moments. You know, just watching this interview, besides learning more about you, they can learn more about themselves mm-hmm. at the same time. So That's I definitely nice. uh, enjoyed the interview, man. Everything flowed, man. Met you up for that basketball game. And we sure. also can turn up, man. Yeah, we we got to go, go out, bro. Talk to some <laughs> Shorties, but I love to, man. So I'm definitely glad to have you, man. And we're going to rock out and make nice. sure we pump your tunes, all right? Let's go, bro. For sure. It's Let's major. get it. It's major noise. That boy EJ and King Easy. Let's get it. It's a wrap. Yeah. I'm the plug. I'm the origin. I'm the source. Keep playing with fire, we gon' light them like a torch All my niggas out here running up the score Bitch, I been that nigga before I hopped out the porch And we gon' find the club, walk with this one, for the club, walk with this one Yeah, this my bop, yeah, this my jam, this my rhythm And if we talking about them bands, gotta get them I gotta be out here getting paid, can't be working for minimum wage Look like you witnessed the murder It's going up, yeah, I'm on the way To the top, nigga, underlay Every day we getting lit like All my people's on the left side People on the right side 